You're listening to Potter Nonsense, a podcast with me and Ray. Welcome to Potter Nonsense. I'm Fee. And I'm Ray. And on tonight's episode, we are going to actually be talking about what superheroes from the Marvelverse would be in which Hogwarts house yeah. and why. Yes, we um, thought that we wanted to talk about like how we think the house sorting really like works out and we thought the best way to do that would be to sort some non-Harry Potter characters that like everyone is familiar with at the moment. And honestly, if you haven't seen an Avengers movie at this point, um, you're probably living under a rock. Yeah, what rock are you living under? Because it's a pretty damn good one. It's 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 a substantial rock. Yeah, it's like it's really it's really you're really tied under there. Yeah. Like kudos to you, but also buddy, really. <laughs> Although I feel like anybody listening to a Harry Potter podcast would be kind of in the know with, you know, pop culture. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, um, so we got, we've got a list here and I think we'll just go alphabetically. I put them down alphabetically so we're not like putting any particular ranking on this. Um, did you put them alphabetically? I did. Holy shit, you did. By surname. <laughs> huh, look at that. Awesome. I, I didn't even notice. Cool. All right. All right. So... Uh, first up on the list is the big green himself, Bruce Banner. Yes, Bruce Banner. What did you have him? What um, did you have him down as? I haven't actually written anything down, but I put him firmly in Ravenclaw. I think. I think my reasoning is that the man has what was it seven PhDs. Mm, yeah, that's pursuit of that's pursuit of knowledge for the sake of pursuit of knowledge. Like he's got no intention to use any of that. At this point, he's just coming up with vanity titles for himself. It, it's true. It's true. It's it's your perpetual student archetype, the one that doesn't really know what he wants to do, but he's gonna. By God, is he gonna stick with what he's doing? Yeah, and that's how you become a physicist, apparently. Yeah, he's he's got like half a million dollars in student debt and he's like well in for a penny and for a pound I'm I'm just gonna keep going it's true it's he, really he really doesn't true. know how to stop and then he just ends up on the run <laughs> yeah right and literally on the run like yeah that's yeah yeah because um his his girlfriend's dad is like well you're a monster now and I'm going to have you killed by the government and so he goes on the run Pretty much. He he does value intelligence and learning. He's very witty, I guess, as well. Yes. Like, he's got a bit of a dry wit to him. But I also kind of have him tentatively, if he had to be in a second house, it would be Hufflepuff because he's hardworking, he's dedicated, he's very patient and loyal person. So uh, he's got a really good, strong moral code of what's right and wrong. So I would say he's like second house if he had to have one would be Hufflepuff. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I can see that. But um yeah, def- definitely that one, but I think the um I'm I'm going to say Ravenclaw definitely. Yeah, he's like quintessential Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> Unstoppable yeah. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um okay. So Who our next next, next fellow is with- James Buchanan Barnes. Ah, good old Buckaroonie. Now, I think Gryffindor. Yes. Um, I 
I actually said that he would be Ravenclaw. Oh, or really? Slytherin. Ravenclaw first because, yeah, I put him down as Ravenclaw. I always put him down as Ravenclaw because he's very intelligent but he's creative as well. Mm, I can see that. Um, like, yes, okay, he probably does fit into the bro house of Gryffindor, which is my house and I love it to death. <laughs> um, but he, like... I don't know. There's just something about him that's more of a quiet sit back. See, I um, on one hand, like yeah. I definitely say, I just I see him like just following Steve Rogers around the 1940s and just <laughs> like he's just always always nearby, just just to make sure <laughs> that Steve isn't going to get himself killed. And and it's like <laughs> that could be a Hufflepuff quality, but it also takes a fair bit of willingness to go be in a fight. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It does. Uh, you do need a bit of daring nerve there. Mm. Um, and I just I just think he's smarter than Steve because he doesn't get into fights. I I would say that yes. Like it, like Steve is a very smart smart individual. Um, he has no sense of self-preservation. <laughs> no, not absolutely. Which is not. interesting for where we're going to end up placing him, but that's a bit of a preview. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think. Also- Look, I want to say he is the quintessential Brosif of Gryffindor, but I digress. <laughs> we'll get to him soon. I think also that Bucky actually like making it through everything that he goes through. That's mm. that's where a lot of his bravery comes in. Like. You know, a, less, That's a lesser man probably would have managed to just give up and die. It's true. But you can't uh, you can't kill a good old boy from Brooklyn. No. <laughs> that easily anyway. I don't think we're – do we have a, like, full consensus on this? Like – What house he's normally placed like in? What, no, just what house we think he's going to be in. I will agree with Gryffindor now that I've heard your side of it. So our next our next buddy is your fave, your boy. Oh. <laughs> My absolute mess of a man, Clint Barton. Human disaster. <laughs> Human disaster, Clint Barton. And I say this with absolute love because I see a lot of myself in Clint Barton and it's not just because I also drink coffee out of the pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Clint Barton is your... You're human out of a team of superheroes. Like he's he's just a guy that sort of went, yeah, I can do this, and he did, which puts him firmly in Gryffindor. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument. Of course, when the way that you've described him, you're definitely talking about comics, Clint Barton, and not. I not- yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, segue there. I am talking about comic book Clint not Barton the because weird, MCU Clint Barton. Yeah, not the weird imposter <sighs> who's like wearing his obviously killed Clint Barton and is just wearing his skin in a gross parody of the original man. Honestly, the writers of the MCU, it's like they found Barney Barton, which is Clint's older brother, who is also a hot mess of a man, and went, oh, yeah, that's who we need in the MCU, and they have just called Barney Barton Clint Barton. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, but, yeah, um, no arguments here. Your yeah. boy's a Gryffindor, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I will agree with that. He definitely next is. Next on our list, Carol Danvers. Your other, you, Carol Danvers, your my girl. girl. <laughs> my girl, consequently, my girl. Um, 
I don't think there's any debate what House Carol Danvers is in either, both comic book and yep. movie. She's a fucking oh, Gryffindor. 100%. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah. Like, there's, I think that there's a level of, at least in the movies, there's, she has some initial Hufflepuff qualities going on in that she's intensely loyal to the situation that she's in. She's not questioning things. She's 100% in. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like, just, just once she's, once she really comes into herself, Gryffindor all the way. Yeah, she's like she's brave to the point of absolute recklessness, which is one of the, the top main things that make a Gryffindor mm-hmm. a Gryffindor. Um, is is yeah, and I mean, <sighs> daring, nerve, and chivalry. Chivalry is also loyalty mm. to a point. Yes, uh, um, honor, so, honor yeah. and loyalty. Yeah, they're her two main things, and that she's yep. a Gryffindor. She's she's a Gryffindor. Ah, the Gryffindor Empire expands. <laughs> I mean, you would. Ex- there's something particularly Gryffindor about becoming a superhero, but yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I think that they will be overrepresented, but there's a lot of like room for other people in there. You've got to have your balance. You do. You absolutely do. That's right. Um, but our next, our next on the list. Oh, hold on. This is probably why I didn't think that you had done it in alphabetical order because you've got Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne in yes, one. Yes. Um, the reason I did that was because, like, Hope hasn't technically, as far as the MCU, really been in the Avengers, but I want her on the list anyway. So they get – I'm just yeah, throwing fair. her in with Scott because that's, like, he's her appendage. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. Um, so I placed Scott in Gryffindor for – like the same reasons I placed Clint Barton in <laughs> Gryffindor. Um, uh, but I placed Hope Van Dyne in Slytherin because while she is definitely sort of, you know, she touches on Gryffindor qualities of being brave and daring, she's also very ambitious mm. and she's very shrewd. Um, she's very achievement-oriented as well. So I I would just – she's – like the queen of Slytherin right now. <laughs> See, I, I might argue for them being a Slytherin power couple. And my reasoning my reasoning is that, um, like, well, we have movie Scott who engaged in corporate espionage because he knew what the company he was working for was doing was wrong. That's, mm. that's fairly, like, you know, chaotic good, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. Um, comic book Clint, not Clint, I, I I always Scott. find myself talking about comic book Clint because he's better and all that. But. Uh, if I could marry comic book Clint, I would. I'd probably divorce him six months later, but I would still yep. marry Take him. It. And specifically I'm talking about Matt Fraction's yep. comic book Clint. Um, although I would be okay with the new Avengers comic book Clint, which consequently I think was also a Fraction comment at mm. one point. Um, I will look that up. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> So my thing about Scott is um, in the comics he had like he doesn't he he isn't fully college educated like he dropped out of college and did a bunch of things that got him towards like something like being an electrical engineer which of course didn't leave him like with 
an enormous amount of money. So when his daughter gets a, um, is diagnosed with a severe heart condition, he starts robbing places in order to um, pay for her treatments because American healthcare is a hellscape. So like those are those oh, those are the kinds of things where I'm like, he's not particularly concerned with the fact that what he's doing is societally considered wrong when it comes to him trying to take care of his family like save yes yeah yeah, save his daughter's life yeah he's 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 trying to save his daughter's life and the government doesn't want him to do that and I think that like what he's willing to do for that might like Mm. I think that might be more of a Slytherin quality but it could also be a Gryffindor thing as well so it's like how he 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 could very easily like Harry be put in either yeah, right. The best explanation I have had for the Slytherin Slytherin. Well, yes, technically yes. The best thing that I've heard about Slytherin versus Gryffindor is that they both want the same outcome, but they have two different ways of going about yes. getting it. Um a Slytherin will tend to sit back and hesitate before acting just to see all possible outcomes and a Gryffindor will just go, right, I want this. I need to go from A to B. I'm just going to cut through C and damn who's mm. in my way. Um, so that's like the best sort of comparison that Slytherin and Gryffindor are two sides of the same yeah, coin. I think that the Slytherin move is to quietly burgle places, um, whereas the Gryffindor move would be I'm going to rob a fucking bank like, in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. Look, yes, I'll mm. agree with that. <laughs> like, Scott, Scott's like, okay, I have these skills available to me. I know how to get into places. I know how to get out of places. I'm going to very quietly just skim money off of things. And he does ultimately get caught, but it takes a lot longer than it probably would have been if he had just sloppily run into a bank yes okay yep i'll agree with that i do kind of like them being the gryffindor slytherin like mm, ooh, that, that is also good <laughs> like i do i do really enjoy that but also i see your point he could definitely be a quiet Although, slytherin like that pursuit of knowledge that he did have like him figuring out the best way for him to learn is also fairly ravenclaw mm. And I'm muddying the waters even more, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because he, it, look, I think I think we could just put a blanket. Everybody basically fits in mm. Hufflepuff, except for the you know yes. few. Um, yeah, villains tend not to land themselves in Hufflepuff. Yeah, it's it's hard um, to it, translate the qualities of a Hufflepuff into evil. Yeah, it really is because them them Hufflepuffs main concern is to be loyal and fair and yes. just. Um, they have a really strong moral code. If you were to put them on like an alignment chart, they would be your lawful good characters. Like you might get some chaotic good. Like it's just all along that good scale, I think. Yeah, none of them really blur into like the mm. midpoints of the like neutrals. I mean, not the neutrals. What's the next one down after? Um, it good. is neutral. Because you get true neutral. Oh, it is neutral, yeah. Right in the middle is yeah. true neutral. <laughs> yeah. Hufflepuffs tend not to stray away yeah, from the good. I would agree with that. Like, I don't think we do ever get um, an evil but, 
um, Hufflepuff. We do get a couple of evil Ravenclaws, but oh, hold on, Ernie McMillan was a yeah, bit of a you... dick. <laughs> I still won't let that go. I fucking hate Ernie McMillan so he's much. He's a dick, but he's not evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. He's still a fucking dick. I hate him so much. I remember reading that. Like, I remember that reading that whole thing where he, like, I think it's the Chamber of Secrets, and he's just so mean to Harry that I just like was so mad when I was reading that book. Granted, I was like thirteen, but <laughs> never forgot, and I've never forgiven. <laughs> what's what's the what's the line in Guardians of the Galaxy? It's like, um, I get that I'm a dick, but I'm not a total asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ernie McMillan is Star Lord, basically, who I have not put on the list. Um, I've just realised I forgot. I forgot Star-Lord Peter Quill. I, I'm just gonna. Oh, that's yeah, okay. I'll we can add him. him. We can add him. Um, let's. Okay. Who's next? Yeah, we so, got Wanda. Uh, are we going with um, Gryffindor and Slytherin for Ho- Scott and um, Hope? Oh yeah. Scott and Hope, yeah, Gryffindor. Oh no, okay. no, Slytherin and Slytherin. Slytherin you convinced couple, me on the Slytherin, which I I just yeah. enjoy. I just enjoy yeah, that as a phrase, couple. really. Yeah, no, no, no. I like the Slytherin power couple because you don't expect Scott to be a Slytherin. No, but like when you get down to it, it's like, huh, I can see that. Yeah, he'd be like that kid that turns up at a table, and you'd be like, "What house are you in, bro?" And he'd be like, "Slytherin." <laughs> now onto Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, Wanda Maximoff. So I had her down. Oh, I know. I've got another duality. See, this is I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I had her I had her down as Slytherin, but I also kind of after the fact of and I thought about it, I had I put her down as Hufflepuff, but I think she's more Slytherin. Mm. I mean, it's hard to say with um the movie's version of Wanda because we know basically yeah. nothing about her. Let's be completely honest. Right. I think I went with Hufflepuff for the movie version because she's always just seemed so not wanting to be where she was. I get the feeling that her brother, it was her brother's idea to join the like the science experiment thingy. Mm. And like when you see her, she's kind of in her room talking to Steve or to Viz or she's cooking and she's just, she doesn't, she seems like a reluctant hero in the MCU. Yes, she does. Um, but then she turns into a hellfire demon when they take away what she loves. Yes. Which I understand. Which we know her for um, if we're looking at the comics. <laughs> mm, um, right? And I think that – But if you want to look at comic book wonder, I think it's Slytherin. I think she has a level of, like, not thinking things through that makes me think that maybe she's Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. Because, like yeah. – um, for, for those um, not not in with the comics, there is an incident in which um, Magneto, who is their dad, um, for those who were not aware of that. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Magneto kills Pietro. And Wanda's response to this situation is to depower or kill. Um, she wasn't specific and so, you know, it. it um, she just – with all of her power, says no more mutants and, you know, people either like blipped out of existence or they lost their powers in a, in a moment that, you know, meant that they would die and then others, you know, just were depowered and it ended up being only 190-something 
mutants left. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number. Yeah. But yeah, it, that, that's the House of M story. Arc. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's that's a very um, like in the moment I you know I'm not I'm not thinking about the consequences of this I'm not thinking about the fact that these people are my friends I just want to hurt my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get yeah. Okay. When you put it like that, yes, that is a incredibly Gryffindor trait. Yeah. So yeah, she's not. So it just really depends on. Mm. which one we're talking about. Yeah, and I think, th- um, I think she has some Ravenclaw qualities as well because she's, like, trying to, you know, learn as much as she can about her powers because she does have very confusing powers. Yes, she does. She really mm. does. But, yeah, I think this is another one of those um, Slytherin-Gryffindor toss-ups. And I think that when Wanda is in her right mind, which she often unfortunately is not, I think she would be in Gryffindor. Yeah, I still think she'd be a Slytherin. Okay. Although the House of M does it depends if we are looking at if we're looking sh- at although she does almost take Clint Barton's head off with a knife. Mm. No, wait, does she do that or does Vision do that? I'm not sure. I all I remember regarding Clint and Wanda is that he thought that he was having sex with her, but he had sex with a Doombot instead. <laughs> oh my god that's the comic books that's the comic yeah. books <laughs> it's like where did that happen in the mcu oh i want doom in the mcu <laughs> doom in the mcu look we had we had victor von doom as uh, uh steamy pants mcmahon and um what was his name andrew mcmahon the actor uh, the australian mcmahon I don't know where I got Andrew. Who I only learned literally last night was Australian. I didn't realize it because I've never heard him be Australian. And mum was like, he was the son of the a former prime minister, Sophia. Yeah, he really was. He <laughs> I remember him from like his charmed days. So I was like. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> and yeah, so like when he turned up in like that shitty, but I love it, Fantastic Four movie um, as Victor Von Doom, I was super excited. <laughs> And then, and then he was also in um, the Runaways recently. Oh, was he? Did you watch that at all? No, I yeah, he's that he's. One yet. Have are you familiar with the comics at all? Sort of vaguely. Yeah. Um. So he's um, he's the bad guy. He's Carolina's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I do. He only plays bad guys. <laughs> Our Julian McMahon. Oh, yeah, look, he's got the face for it, let's be honest. He does, he does. He's got that smouldering evil sort of thing. Yeah. I have just thought of, like, so I think we're – MCU Wanderer is a Hufflepuff, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's a Hufflepuff. I think that comics Wanda. I'm going to go with Slytherin with you because I just remembered stuff like her. She sacrifices years of her life to, like, get what she wants at times. So, yeah, yeah. like, that's 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 a level of ruthlessness and knowing what one wants to, I think, tip her into Slytherin. Yeah, that's, like, hard end game. Like, that's slow burn end game. Yeah. That's, like, 100,000 right. word fan fiction end game. Like, actually – yeah, yeah, definitely. Should we just do Pietro while we're here? Yeah, we may as well. 
Yeah. Um, I think he's in Slytherin too, actually. <laughs> see, I put um, him in Gryffindor. Like, MCU, we don't know anything about him. Like, he just dies when Clint should have. I know. The times that Clint Barton in the MCU should have died. There's there's at least two where he die, He should have died and instead they killed someone who was had much more plot potential. Right. That's neither here nor there. I know that Joss Whedon wanted to kill him. In Man. the bit where it, when um, Pietro died instead, like that was his intention, and the studio was like, "No, nah, okay, no, 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 you're not doing that." And it's like, but it's more emotionally resonant. Yeah, look, he definitely should have fucking died in Endgame, but you know, it's neither here mm. nor there either. Um, <sighs> see, I thought he was a Gryffindor because he always seems to be mm. the one doing dumb shit. Like when, okay perfect quintessential Gryffindor moment. He sees Thor hammer, Thor's hammer fly past him and he just goes, oh, wee, and like grabs it and then it like takes him for a ride. But like the Gryffindorness of that situation was, oh, hammer, oh, grab, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think movies we can put him safely in Gryffindor. We don't know that much about him, but like what we get, he's pretty Gryffindor. Yeah. I think that in the comics, he again is Slytherin because, like, we get sort of more into his, like, how how his mind works. Yeah. And in that way, he is very Slytherin in the way that I am Slytherin, <laughs> which is um, he's just so impatient because of how his powers work. Like, everything, everything for him is going so slowly around him and he's so, so frustrated. Like there was the description of his situation that it's like you're standing behind someone at an ATM Mm. and they keep on making mistakes and having to start over and you're just watching someone try to do this very simple task and they're not doing it and you want to get on with your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll agree Mm. with that. So comic book is Slytherin. MCU Gryffindor. Yeah, okay. So they're mo- movies ones, which are the ones people are more familiar with. Um, Gryffindor and Hufflepuff um, for uh, Pietro and Wanda. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and here's, here is <laughs> Thor. Let's go Thor first. Yes. <laughs> Thor first. We've got Thor and Loki up together because – they seem to – I mean, they're pretty cut and dry, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, look, honestly. But I did throw you a curveball the other night when we were talking about this on Discord. Mm. And I put my list up and the only thing you had to say back was, I can't wait to talk about what a Hufflepuff Thor is because I put down that Thor is a Hufflepuff. Yes. So my re- rationalization for this is that while Gryffindor would be an absolutely obvious choice – once Thor loses that swagger that and that bravado that make him sort of the Gryffindor, he turns out to be a very hardworking, dedicated, and patient person. He's loyal mm. to a fault, especially with his brother, and he's very yes. fair and just. So it's not what a, it's not about what he can do or how much of a bro he is, but it's how well he does it, and that's what a Hufflepuff mm. is all about. Yes, and I agree. I, this is the hill that I will die on, but Thor. Uh-huh. Is a I am dying on this hill with you, okay? I'm dying on this hill with you. Um, Excellent. People will put him in Gryffindor because of all of, like, his, you know, because of the bravado, because of, you know, the fact that he's rushing into everything. But no Gryffindor would put up with Loki and everything that he's done. Like, uh, a Gryffindor not is not going to be like – I mean, I get that you – 
like tried to do a genocide. I get that you did that. Um, but I love you. And I just, yeah. I just want, I just want you to learn, learn how to be the person that I know you are. Like that's not a Gryffindor trait. That is, that is a Hufflepuff, possibly completely blinded by loyalty. Yeah, absolutely. That is like hard loyalty to a fault, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is what makes him. And it's, and it's, and uh, yeah, it's about what happens to him after he gets thrown out of Asgard and denounced as the king of Asgard. Like it's what happens when he thinks he's not worthy. Um, it's just, so while, yeah, Thor, when we first meet him in his original movie, when he's, you know, antagonizing the frost giant and sure, that's a Gryffindor. It's yeah, but what that, really that matters. True. Yeah, it's what really matters that he hit rock bottom and he could have just laid there and gone, right, fuck it, I give up, but he didn't. Hmm. And that's what makes him a Hufflepuff. Once he's, like, under the heat and the pressure, you get get the Hufflepuff out of him. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a Hufflepuff who really wants to convince people he's a Gryffindor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, he's Neville Longbottom. (laughs) Oh, but Neville, Neville again is like, he's he like once 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 <gasps> you get crunch, Neville is one hundred percent Gryffindor. He's a reverse Longbottom. <laughs> yes, yes, he's reverse Neville. <laughs> he's a reverse Longbottom. <laughs> I'm pretty like sure a- that's a sex move. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the weirdest sex movie in existence. Oh boy! Oh, that really. I also that really... think that's the episode title. <laughs> Please reverse long bottom. <laughs> the reverse long bottom. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Loki. But on the flip side Loki of this, is, Loki. Loki is Slytherin as fuck. <laughs> he's Slytherin to the core. He is. He is just. He's a Slytherin. He's the yeah, bad I know that. Too. I know that a lot of people like to put him in Ravenclaw, and most of them are people who want to fuck Tom Hiddleston, um, <laughs> and, and that's and that's their entire guiding star for liking Loki. Because if you objectively look at the MCU's Loki, he's the worst. Yeah, he's like, not. He's not great. Comics, sure, he's funny, and, and yeah. Yeah, the comic's also terrible because he's like basically everything that he ever does is um, a rape metaphor against Sif. Like that that's his whole deal. Um, Loki is terrible and I hate him. <laughs> yeah. I I like Tom Hiddleston. I think Loki should stay a villain. Mhm. Uh mm-hmm. he doesn't really get a redemption arc because the only time he seemingly redeems himself is to save his own skin. Yep. Um, so he's a Slytherin and he's a bad Slytherin. He's up there yeah. with like the Tom Marvolo Riddle Slytherin. Yeah, he's he's if you know, yeah, he's definitely a Voldemort kind of figure. It's not I don't think it's up for the debate here. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. He is the Slytherin that gives Slytherins a bad name. Yes. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Gryffindor. Yeah, that this is another one that it's hard to like look at look at anything else. Like I get that he's super smart, so you know, he's got those Ravenclaw roots, but in the end, 
he's got a lot of Gryffindor to him. He does. And I mean, yes, he could probably also be sorted into Hufflepuff because he's hardworking, dedicated, patient, oil, fair, blah, blah, blah. I was going um, to say as far as Hufflepuff that um, he's also very dedicated to his neighbourhood. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, he could very easily slot into Hufflepuff, but I think Peter Parker mm-hmm. would also suffer from the same Harry Potterism where he would put the hat on. The hat would be like, ooh, you fit evenly into both of these things. And he'd go, Gryffindor, please, 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 please. I want to be with my friends. Mm. Yeah, definitely. He and would, there's also yeah. just uh, – he's got this dedication to the whole thing. And I'm not even sure if this is a Gryffindor or a Hufflepuff thing, so I think I'm going to – consult you on what you think like Uh how how much and we don't get much of this for the mcu because um they're not spending a whole lot of time on him having a secret identity but the whole situation of him constantly having to dip out on his friends because he needs to go and save the city yeah i don't know if this is a gryffindor or hufflepuff trait because it's like He's dedicated, but he's also, like, just running into the fray instead of sticking with his friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Mm. He would absolutely – yeah. No, he would be – he's a Gryffindor. He's absolutely a Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor. Let's go. Let's lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah. I don't know if anyone will actually get that reference. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, Eddie McGuire. <laughs> anyway, moving right along from that yeah, one. Let's, let's show not get into it. Steve <laughs> I mean, Rogers, my no, main, uh, my main actually, man. Actually, Peter, Peter, Peter Quill does fit in on top of that because we're now putting him in there. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, we're, yeah, okay, Peter Quill, <laughs> let's do fucking Star Lord. I mean, you wanted to put him on the list. <laughs> okay, I didn't, I forgot that he would be above Steve. <laughs> Q comes before R. <sighs> okay, yeah, sure. If you're going with your alphabet. <laughs> All right. Okay, Peter Quill. <laughs> um, okay, off the top of my head because I haven't really thought about this one. I mm. would probably put him in Gryffindor as a bro Gryffindor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I think this one's actually pretty simple, so it's all right that he's sneaking in. It's like, as simple as Peter Quill's mind. Yeah, poor dear. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he would definitely be a Gryffindor. Yeah. Um, I, I look at attitudes towards rules with it, when it comes to Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yeah. And while he's like he's – got, he's got the Gryffindor disregard for the rules rather than the Slytherin disregard for the rules. Yeah, he just kind of Which, disregards the rules because he can. Yeah, it's not because, like, I have I have a – it's not a this rule is stupid so I'm going to break it. It's yeah. just this rule is in my way. Yeah. Yeah, this rule is in my way. I need it gone now. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Okay, so here's Slytherin a will go, Slytherins will go out of their way to find a way around the rule. Hmm. So they, they, they bend the rule to the snapping point, but they don't quite snap it. Yeah. Unless it unless it's <laughs> in, in particular particularly um dire circumstances. Or if the yeah. rule is just especially dumb. Yeah, absolutely. I will hundred percent agree with that. So Peter Quill. Okay, now now we up. now we do Steve. My boy. <laughs> okay, boy. so Clint Martin might be my- 
<laughs> Clint Barton might be my actual boy because I see a lot of myself in him. Steve Rogers, I want to see a lot of myself in him, but he's my man. Which again is a very Clint Barton quality, but that that's a digression that we don't need. <laughs> Look, I, I love Captain America. I don't know why. I'm probably an idiot. I just think he's just so quintessentially great. Um, I mean, he should be boring because he's like, he comes off as the like, um, the goodest of the good, and those guys tend yeah. to be very boring as characters. But the thing is that there's all of this stuff going on underneath, and he's great, and I love him. <laughs> and yeah. he's in Slytherin, I'm going to say it now. Yeah, he's definitely Slytherin. He's Slytherin because he – okay, he's brave, sure. He's a little shit, though. He lies on federal forms to get what he yeah. wants. He His ambition to join the army – was to just go and join the army. He couldn't tell you why or how he was going to join the army. He was just going to do it, even though he knew he wouldn't get in. So he lied on federal forms. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the, this is the thing. Like he he saw. Okay, um, I understand that this is the rule because I am not a well man, um, and this is this is. You know, you've done this for my own safety, but the thing is that I don't care about my own safety, my man. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? He's unapologetically badass. Even when he's four foot nothing and weighs like 30 pounds soaking wet, he mm-hmm. still stands up to a dude who's doing the wrong thing. And, I mean, yeah, that sort of makes him a Gryffindor, but it also kind of is like – he gives him a couple of warnings and then just like, all right, balls to the wall, let's do this. So, yeah, okay, yeah. that's Gryffindor. But he's determined and resourceful and a leader in all ways that a Gryffindor could not be. And I say this as a Gryffindor myself, he's just clever and cunning and just – Slytherins make more effective leaders, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that is that is like all of the traits that make you a Slytherin are the traits that – make you want to lead and yeah. make you effective as a leader. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you're going into this thinking, oh, like, house preference is about niceness, nah, that boy would go into Slytherin not caring about anything to do with stereotypes or anything. He would go into Slytherin knowing that Slytherin could get him where he wanted to go in life. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's That's the big difference. Like, he knows where he wants to go. Hmm. and he's going to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, he's not a soft touch. He is a nice person, but he's not a soft touch. When push comes to shove, he will shove you off a cliff if he needs to. Hmm. Like, okay, the scene with the flag, like you get the flag, you get to go ride in the car with the hot lady. Right. That, like, everyone trying to climb the thing is a Gryffindor. (laughs) They are. He stands yeah. back and watches all these big burly men like scramble, 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 and he's just kind of like, uh, there's a pin. I'm going to pull it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slytherin move, 100%. Yeah. No. Steve Rogers is not chaotic. Uh, he's not lawful good either. He's chaotic good. Slytherins are Gryffindors who know when to use their Ravenclaw powers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Slytherins are Gryffindors who know when to use their Ravenclaw power. Okay, <sighs> that, that, that's, that's my big epiphany of the night. I like it. I like it a lot. I really enjoy that epiphany. Thank you very much for bringing that to my life. 
Are we ready to move on to Natasha? Hold on. Does that mean Gryffindors are Slytherins who know when to use their Hufflepuff powers? I think so. Ooh, I like that too. Okay. Oh, yes, here we go. All right, all right, moving right along to Natasha Romanoff. I don't know where to place her. Hey, a lot of people put her in Slytherin, but I feel like they put her in Slytherin because she's this, like, big badass super spy who will, like, cut your throat before she asks questions. I kind of see, especially MCU Natasha, since in the last couple of movies we have a lot more of her, like, other side, Mm. particularly in Endgame, where she's just kind of, like, laying on the table. And she's the one that kind of comes up with the idea that, guys, there are four, four... four infinity stones in new york city in this one point in time yes um i i kind of put her as ravenclaw okay okay because she's Um, smart can i can i offer a cop out yeah of course um natasha romanoff went to court of storets yes and and so she she you know she didn't get sorted into a hogwarts house because she went to the russian school and learned all the russian secrets Ooh. <laughs> Natasha Romanoff cannot be placed in Hogwarts because she went to the Russian Academy. Oh, I like that a lot better. <laughs> Damn it. You're wishing that you came up with this, aren't you? A little bit. But does that mean Maximoff twins would have also potentially have gone to either that or Durmstrung's? I mean, possibly yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like Although, that. I, d- I don't think that Durmstrang would have, would accept Romani. Nah, <laughs> uh, true. Like they've got wizard mm. racism down. I'm like they might have some Muggle racism in there as well. That's true. Um, yeah. Okay. Natasha Romanoff went to the Russian school, but I still think she would be a Ravenclaw. Yes, if she went to if she went to I'm I'm willing to go with your assessment of her as a Ravenclaw. Um, yeah. So I'm just put cut off Storitz and Ravenclaw. Because she's creative. Yeah. <laughs> she's creative, but she has the intelligence to back up that creativity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because creativity isn't just – creativity isn't just like arts, crafts, painting, and music. It is also like problem solving is creativity. Mm, it's strategy. Yeah. Um it's yeah, an intelligence. It's a creativity that needs intelligence to to harbor it, mm. to harness it. Harness it is what I'm trying to say there. Um, hold what? Hold the phone. Oh no, what? never mind, never mind. It's fine. I just have like a page open next to me that says like the traits of each Hogwarts house. Um, and underneath Ravenclaw it's got student graduates Snape and I'm like that's wrong but then I realized I was reading it wrong (laughs) okay okay anyway Tony Stark let's move Um, on yes I'm gonna say he's a dark Ravenclaw (laughs) yeah I think he's a very dark Ravenclaw he's got the same reasons for Natasha mm, yeah it's all I am pursuing knowledge I am pursuing knowledge to the furthest mm. extent I can. I'm not thinking about the consequences of this yeah. because I'm, I'm not, that's not what um, is coming to mind for me. What's coming to mind for me is that I can do this. It's possible for me to do this and I'm going to do it. Yeah. He's the, he's the Ravenclaw that should have been in Slytherin, but when the hat was put on his head, he went, mm, 
Ravenclaw can offer me labs and science, so let's go there. Yeah, I bet there's a sweet library in the Ravenclaw common room that he he wants to get his hands on. (laughs) Yeah, right. There has to be. There has to be. And that's exactly what would happen. So Tony Stark could, yes, potentially fit into Slytherin, but I feel his his fit into Ravenclaw for the same reasons as Natasha, his intelligence and his creative intelligence is above the norm. Mm. He's honestly less interested in where his knowledge can get him as he is in just having the knowledge. Yeah, which is decidedly different to Stephen Strange, who is next on our list, where I've placed him in Slytherin because he is smart and intelligent, but he needs somewhere to take that intelligence. Yes. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Like, definitely the idea that he pursued, like, knowledge to the point where he, you know, went off to, I'm going to say Tibet because fuck mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um fuck disney being like okay we like i mean i understand from a business standpoint but from a moral standpoint just being like yeah we're not going to use tibet because we want to keep china happy um Mm. was gross i'm gonna say that like straight off the bat so anyway so he goes to he goes to tibet he doctor strange as a movie i'm just doctor strange as a movie was visually inception but eight years too late for that to be cool it was very pretty um but i just mm, i have no time for it yeah yeah i the only reason i watched it twice is because i was doing a full rewatch and i'm a completionist i absolutely cannot make it past benedict cumberbatch's asshole face i Um, like benedict cumberbatch but in this he just plays an absolute piss head of a moron and I can't get past it I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch and I don't think that he should be allowed to play a disabled character with the things that he has said what movie is he playing a disabled character in well Doctor Strange has a disability his hands are injured beyond repair oh yeah I forgot about that Mm. that's right and then he treats uh, Christine or Rachel McAdams' character like absolute ass Mm mm-hmm um, but yeah, uh, for prob- clarity on what Benedict Cumberbatch has said, um, he's said some really, really horrific things about disabled people. Um, mm. Like one of one of the more innocuous things that's just like misguided is his assertion that none of his characters could be interpreted as having autism mm. when he had when he was on, like, the press tour for the imitation game <laughs> mm-hmm. about, you know, Alan Turing, noted um, strongly suspected autistic man. And, you know, he'd been playing Sherlock Holmes for years. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, see, I don't pay much attention to him, so I don't know any of this. Uh, okay. Yeah, so he said that. Um, and the thing that kind of informs me on what he thinks autistic people are is the he decided that he was going to when he played um he played the Frankenstein monster on the London stage 
And oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. his preparation for that role, he visited a hospital where people with disabilities are institutionalized. Holy shit. And he based like he because he wanted to base his performance off of the way that they behaved. And the way that he described the people that lived there was honestly so upsetting. Like I'm not even going to repeat it. He's just No. It's it and this is what I think but that's what I think he thinks all autistic people are. Oh gross. So yeah, and then he also said that um people who commit some people who commit certain crimes should be crippled. Oh okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's a shitlord of a person too. <laughs> Excellent. I don't feel so bad about hating that damn movie. Mm, mm. I hate him and his stupid face. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he's anyway back to back to Doctor Strange as a character. I agree with you. Um, he pursued knowledge because he had certain, like he had a specific thing that he had in mind for it, and I think that's a very Slytherin trait. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, T'Challa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam first. Oh, oh, Sam. Oh, I skipped Sam. Oh, don't, I'm don't, sorry, don't baby Sam. Our boy. I love Sam. <laughs> oh, other boy. I got a lot of boys. Um, yeah. I put him in Gryffindor because he's just unwaveringly good at just being like, oh, we're going to do this now? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> he does definitely roll with things very well. I do consider him more of a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I could see him as a Hufflepuff. The only thing that sways my opinion is that when Captain America knocks at his door, looking like he's just been rolled over by a steam train, um, he just kind of goes, come in, I'll make you breakfast. And then just kind of like <laughs> looks around to see if they'd been followed and shuts the door. It's like, buddy, self-preservation is not your strong point, is it? <laughs> uh I mean, my theory that um, The Winter Soldier is actually a stealth rom-com about him and Steve, um, notwithstanding, um, uh, I think that the that that's also like the Hufflepuff side because, one, provision of food. <laughs> I feel like that's like a very Hufflepuff move. It's like there is a problem. True. There is a problem. You need food. <laughs> There's a reason that the Hufflepuff common room is next to the kitchens. <laughs> It's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> um, and just, you know, he's decided that Steve is one of his people. Um, like, they're fellow veterans. They're both going to be, like, he's like, okay, this guy, he's one of, he's one of my guys. I'm going to look after him. And I think that's very Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, the Gryffindor thing is definitely there as well. So it's it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard between the two, to be honest. Yeah, I honestly just I put him in Gryffindor based on the fact that Steve Rogers says let's do this, and he goes, "Yeah, man, let's do this." It's like no matter how insane this plan is, like okay, yeah, um, like we don't know how much of the U.S. government is involved in this situation, but I'm following that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, which is so yeah, simultaneously there, Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. And I think I think it's the complete, uh, like, daring nerve and bravery to the point of recklessness that mm. makes him a little bit more Gryffindor than Hufflepuff because I feel like a, a Hufflepuff would stand there going, are you sure we want to do this? Mm. Like, are you sure we want to do this way? 
they'd still do it, but they'd question it first. Sam Wilson's just kind of like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is a good point. I think that ultimately, like, going to war in general is more Gryffindor than Hufflepuff. Yeah, Because Hufflepuff's find, you know, other things um, to, you know, do what they believe in, I think. Like other, other way, they they look for other ways to solve the situation that are not violence. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'll I'll agree with you on Gryffindor, but like he could have very easily also been in Slyther- been in Hufflepuff. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, definitely, definitely could have. Mm-hmm. Now we 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 briefly talked about T'Challa and how he's <laughs> he's the Hogwarts divergent. <laughs> He's the Hogwarts Divergent. He's that guy that turns up in everybody's common room at least twice and you're kind of going, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure he rooms with, like, Buddy over there. No, I'm pretty sure he's in Ravenclaw. No, I'm pretty sure I've seen him in the dungeons. Yeah. And then the teachers are just kind of like, 10 points to uh, what, uh, what house are you? As an academic endeavour, he just decided that he was going to find and get into every single house. <laughs> yeah. Like, but he fits into every single house. Yeah, he's he like, absolutely fits into Gryffindor. He's like, I'm here because and I live here, and he's like, No, you don't. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna he prove even it? Go here. <laughs> doesn't like, even go here. Like, there was. I feel like the um, at, like after after about 15 minutes under the hat, the hat was like maybe he, maybe he can just have a room in Hagrid's, Hagrid's hut like I don't know what to yeah. do with this kid <laughs> yeah just give him the passwords and the keys to all of the common rooms and just let the dude go <laughs> let, let him decide who he wants to hang out with but he's I, the Hogwarts <laughs> cat <laughs> <sighs> oh um, boy oh um um <laughs> Swear to God, I'm just derailing this conversation. <laughs> but where do you put him? Like, if uh, if you're gonna, where do you think he uh, leans the most? Gryffindor or Slytherin? <laughs> this old chestnut. Like, yeah, I I and I feel like he's Slytherin purely because of his like amazing ability to lead yeah that is like that is where I also kind of sit because like again we we've already said that a lot of the qualities for leadership are Slytherin qualities yeah um and he does tend to think before he acts on things he I you never really see him act out of impulse aside from when Bucky's involved Oh, yeah, that's, like, understandable because he believes that Bucky is responsible for killing his father. Do you think Draco Malfoy would keep his cool? If, no, wait, no, Draco absolutely not. Bad, like... <laughs> Draco Malfoy's a bad uh, representation. Okay, okay, baby Draco Malfoy before he realised his father was an absolute shithole. Um, my like, father will hear about this Malfoy, basically, would yeah, be like that. my father will hear about this Malfoy. Uh, if someone had killed Lucius when Draco was still in his, my father will hear about this. He could have been, like, the ultimate supervillain of the Hogwarts, like, houses. I mean, all versions of um, Draco would have the, like, I'm going to kill you reaction if someone had killed his mom. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I like that better. So, so just, someone had just killed. Different parent. <laughs> 
retconning my entire sentence, if someone had killed Draco Malfoy's mother, mm. uh, I feel like we would have had a T'Challa-esque situation on his hands as on our hands as well. Yes. And, like, Wakanda, obviously, it really values knowledge and all of that, but, like, Shuri is the Ravenclaw in the family. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shuri. Shuri could also fit into Slytherin just because she's a little shit. <laughs> yes, this is true. But I think, I think her pursuit of knowledge is definitely higher up than her. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think I agree to Chala in Slytherin because while he's got his loyalty and while he's got um, his value of knowledge as well, I think that in the end he is going to do what's best for Wakanda. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I'll agree with that. Gryffindor, it's more there's, – there's a bigger level of what's going to be best for me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Vision. Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Vision, <laughs> um, Hufflepuff. Definitely, definitely as far as the movies go. Um, he's a bit of an yeah. Ernie McMillan in the um, comics, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of Vision in the comics. Yeah, um, he's been better lately, apparently, but I didn't read um, the thing, the thing where he got a new family, because you know he, you've been keeping up with it for a lot longer than I have. Yeah, I'm still stuck in like the new Avengers Renaissance period of comic books. Yeah, I didn't read it. He had this stage where like he had this whole new family that like looked they had like all of his coloring sort of thing, um, because you know how he's like, Wanda, our children aren't real, all of the time. Yeah, that that's 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 the Ernie McMillan ass vision that we're dealing with there but yeah i think hufflepuff yeah yeah vision is hufflepuff i like can't really put him into any other any other house yeah, if nothing else it's because um kind hufflepuff she took the rest <laughs> yeah okay that's mm. fair now i think we've got time for our bonus um yeah yeah we got a bit of time yeah i am a nana remember and i do go to bed soon <laughs> <laughs> For the record, it's 9 p.m. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, quickly, we'll do our little bonus things. These are characters who aren't in the MCU. They uh, Some of them are in – well, actually, Bobby is in the MCU, but only in, like, the Clint Barton sense. She's not very much like the character that we know and love. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Jessica Drew, who is your girl? My girl, my other girl. Um, I put her, uh, again, Slytherin Gryffindor hybrid. I think she's more Gryffindor, though. Yeah, I think. Although she does have this, like, cunning, ambitious streak where Carol kind of barrels on head first, Jess kind of, because her whole origin story, well, her main one that is the only one that matters, Um and I like completely disregard the entire storyline of Jessica. Jessica Drew is pregnant. We don't know who the father is because that's utter bullshit. Because one, Jessica Drew has always hated children and the idea of having children. She's not that stupid. And two, she's also never been slated as the kind of person who would not know who the father of her child was. Uh, she does know who the father of her child. Well, um, she does now. The actual. I stopped reading. <laughs> The, the actual thing was that she um, had a pregnancy scare 
um, she turned out to not actually be pregnant and then she was like, huh, maybe I do want to have a baby is the thing. Oh, my God. This was written by men, wasn't it? Um, well, I mean, I've got a friend right now who was adamantly last year very much like, I'm not going to have kids ever, 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 ever. And now she's like, I'm probably going to be pregnant by t- this time next year. Anyway. Um, look. And I get, I, that, I get that you – and, I mean, I don't no, want kids look, either <laughs> is the thing. Honestly, I get it. And I've I had friends do the exact same. But you felt but. you felt very personally connected to her being like, please don't hand me your child, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Like you, you, it was the first time in media of of like this kind of caliber of comic books that you see a woman rejecting her natural natural and quotation marks. I realize no one can see me right now. Mm. Natural thing. Yes, her, her, um, her maternal instincts that all women have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. I mean, saying that, I do like kids. I just Don't. can't see myself having any. Yeah. Anyway, so she right. she had her pregnancy scare. She was like, huh, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. And then she decided to, on her own, um, go get artificially inseminated. It was an active choice that she had to be a single mother. Well, look, I'm all for active choices. Mm-hmm. I just don't – I never read past, like, the first two issues, I don't think. I know. I'm so mad about it. Um, but I think she would be a little bit more Slytherin than she would – I, I agree. She's like the Slytherin mediating sort of factor in um, Carol's Gryffindorness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, so Slytherin for Jess. Now, I think we'll do – Eric and Charles together. Uh-huh. And um, I know that you were thinking um, Slytherin for Eric and um, Gryffindor for Charles. Uh-huh. I posit that it is the opposite and that Charles is like the bad kind of Slytherin. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Because um, Matt, dude's got a child army. <laughs> but when you put it like that (laughs) like he's like there's he is the least ethical telepath in the entire thing like it's it's very do as I say not as I do like um you know there's a third summer's brother that he just made everyone forget without anyone's consent because he died yeah and Oh, uh, there's this great um, fan comic that someone did. It's like just this, you know, the original X-Men that are fight- fighting um, Magneto. <laughs> and um, Angel Angel just comes in, comes in like, um, it's like, hey, go easy on Iceman. He's like a baby. And like Magneto just looks at it, looks, looks at Bobby and is like, how old are you? And Bobby's like, uh. <laughs> 16 and then it just cuts <laughs> to Magneto bursting into Xavier's office and being like what the fuck Charles <laughs> I will find that and I will like link it in the show notes it's so good <laughs> um yeah please do that sounds fucking amazing <laughs> but yeah it's it's he's my thinking is that um like, I mean, Xavier and Dumbledore are extremely com- comparable characters. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. And I do think that Dumbledore being in Gryffindor is kind of bullshit. 
Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. So my thinking, my thinking is that the relationship between Eric and Charles, like Charles is Dumbledore, and Eric is McGonagall with like ten percent less chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> um, just just in the way that it's like. If 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 McGonagall had ten percent less chill, like she would not put up with Dumbledore at all. Like <laughs> she would be calling bullshit on everything. Yeah. Like, um, I understand that you want to leave this child in this house for your own reasons, but fuck that. I'm taking him myself. I'm honestly <laughs> I'm honestly surprised it happened, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm saying ten percent less chill. True. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that, um, Eric, like Magneto could go either way. Um, Gryffindor or Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Mm. I think Eric, I I like your justification for like Eric being Gryffindor and Charles being Slytherin. I like that. Mm. We're going to go with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bobby, who Mm. is my girl, who I love so much. Mm -hmm. Um. See, I put her as Gryffindor. Yeah, she's Gryffindor. She's also got like the Slytherin in there, but... Not Slytherin. I mean, she's got Slytherin there too, but like a lot of Ravenclaw. I mean, they just completely cut out the fact that she's a scientist when they put her on Agents of Shield because I guess they like. I mean, if you've got Bobby Morse on the team, you don't need Simmons or May (laughs) because Uh -uh. she's both of them. She's a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel her pretty strongly in. I think. I think I will go with Gryffindor. Like she's got the academic thing thing of like I'm going to make the super soldier serum. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen. But like um then she also has the super soldier serum in her. Like she's not it's not just an academic endeavor for her. She always wanted to have superpowers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to say she's my Gryffindor girl. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's in there with Carol. Yeah. And the, uh, honestly, That's honestly, so both China. both Clint and Bobby being Gryffindor is probably part of why they didn't work. <laughs> yeah, probably. Absolutely why they didn't work. <laughs> um, uh, oh, but then – yeah, no, okay. She could have been in Slytherin. I think, she, I think she'd choose Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Jen, who I wish was Jennifer in the movies. Walter. So Jennifer Walters is She-Hulk, for those not in yeah. the know. Um, and I put her as Ravenclaw. There's a level of Ravenclaw in there, yeah. But, I, I mean, if you compare her with Bruce, definitely not that much of a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not like that level Ravenclaw. She's, I feel like she's the lazy Ravenclaw. <laughs> the Ravenclaw who kind of like she's smart and she's witty and she's she's great, but occasionally gets stuck outside of the common room because she cannot, absolutely cannot answer the fucking the I mean she's code for the day. She's can't be she code? can't be that lazy because she's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? You can be, like, book smart and you can be, like, social smart. And she's a little bit of both. So she's, like, really, really smart, but she's also really, really social. Mm. And occasionally she would just find her standing outside the Ravenclaw common room arguing with the eagle head door knocker <laughs> being, like, just fucking let me in. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, also, I I kind of want to say Gryffindor just based on like what she clearly values. Yeah, because that works too. Because like you are very tired. We are nearly done. <laughs> when you get hulked, it's it it like exemplifies what you are. Um, mm. Bruce had serious um, anger issues already. Mm-hmm. Getting getting dosed with gamma just made it so that he literally couldn't suppress it anymore. Um, mm. Jen's whole thing is that it makes her more like being a Hulk makes her more confident. Like, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure how she managed as a very, very shy person to be a lawyer. I don't know how that's meant to work. I think that that was a level in which they were like, um, what's a feminine issue that she could have? <sighs> She's really shy and, and mild mannered. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, but you know, she, she very, she's, she's almost never in non-Hulk form anyway. So that doesn't matter. And I think like when she's, when she's going to fastball special Logan, um, there's this panel of her like, okay, for those who don't know, those who don't know in the comic books, Wolverine is incredibly short and little. He's a small he's guy. He's five foot two. And five <laughs> Fastball special is Logan curling up into a ball with his arms around his knees. And Someone strong Jen, will throw him. Just <laughs> it's it started off as <laughs> if they throw it him. started off as Colossus would always be doing it, but like Rogue does it, and there's a couple of times where She Hulk has done it. And the first time she did it, she's like holding his butt. It's <laughs> just by merit of that's how what she has to do. And she's like, "You've got a really firm butt here. You must work out." <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the it's one of the funniest panels in comic book history that I think I've ever seen. And it's like he's he's white he's wider with muscle than he is tall. Yeah, he is like legit. So it's like of course he works out. So it's I think that's the most Gryffindor line that has ever been said. Yeah. All right, I'll pay that. <laughs> And while we're, while we're on the subject, Logan. yep, we've got Logan, who I think is just definitely Gryffindor all the way. Yeah, I put him in like he's, he's just a grumpy Gryffindor. He's got he's got that um like dark streak on him, but like let's be honest, he's rushing into everything, <laughs> no matter what's going on, because he literally can't be killed. Yeah, like <laughs> Gryffindor invincibility turned up to one hundred million because he literally <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even be a hold my beer. It'd be like, I'm taking this beer with me. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like, all other Gryffindors are like, mate, mate, I can do that. Hold my beer. I'll do it. And he's just kind of like, uh, I'm taking it with me. I just watch this. He's, he just, he's got a head start just because he didn't take the time to put down his beer. <laughs> Yeah, basically, like the ultimate um, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So that is our list of uh, sorting Marvel Universe characters into our Hogwarts houses, and I think we what we've learned by, from this is stereotypes are there, sure. But I think if you look a little deeper at, say, personality, problem solving. Um, and the way people look at rules and rule breaking, uh, you can actually sort people a lot better. Mm, yes. 
Yes, I agree. Um, and like we might find something else to do another sorting special maybe, but um, in the meantime, um, I'm going to let Ray go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, come on, it's quarter past nine, guys. <laughs> I'm an old lady. All right, mischief managed. <laughs> mischief managed. Toodles. Potter Nonsense is a production of Bronze Pig Media and is recorded in Queensland and South Australia. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at Bronze Pig Media or by email at bronzepigmedia at gmail.com. I know she's expecting me to sing the song, but I'm not gonna. Just gonna keep folding my washing. <laughs> oh, I'm so lame. There you go. There's another John Williams for you. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Yay! Bronze Pig Media. Oink! <laughs> <laughs>